This is episode 274 of the Empowered Team Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered Team Podcast, where we explore how to optimize your performance in career, sport, and life. And now your host, executive coach and life strategist, Kari Schneider. Welcome, welcome to the Empowered Team Podcast. I am so grateful to have my one and only, my husband, Paul, on for this special episode. It doesn't happen, happen often, so it's a, uh, it's a special episode, and it's especially for the month of February. And today, Paul, welcome. We are, Thank we you. are looking back at our top lessons from our two relationship trips. These are Tony Robbins relationship trips that were epic yep. events. And we're going to recap our main takeaways so that everyone can kind of grab our main our main uh, key nuggets that we took from those major events. Sounds good. Amazing. Well, just to, just to give people a context, for those of you who are watching the video, this was from this big, huge manual. And just for those listening, it is about an inch thick, this big manual from our last relationship trip in Hawaii in October of 2023. And this one that's about two inches thick is from the one in 2021 in Texas. And to give people a sense of this relationship trip, it's an exclusive event where Tony Robbins coaches and and teaches only his mastermind group of platinum partners. So there's a select group of people there. It's a week long. We learn so much. And what is condensed in today's is, is multiple experts, decades of experience and knowledge. And we are basically drinking from a fire hose for mm -hmm. a week straight and it's all on relationship. So that's that's our relationship trips. We've done two of them because we didn't get it the first time. And uh, <laughs> and now we're here to share some of our key takeaways. Do you want to kick it? What do you what did you think about what did you think about? You were keen on going to both of them, but what was uh what well, were I remember you most thinking excited about, about? Thinking about the first one, it wasn't gonna happen. That was the weird thing, is that right. we were supposed to be going to Hawaii and because of yes. COVID, they weren't allowed to run it there and they were scrambling and last minute. Texas was open for business, and I think Florida was probably open for business during COVID there. But they were the only two states that uh, would work, and so they last minute switched us to Austin. So I remember being disappointed. Mm -hmm. it was you know it was our tenth anniversary trip? Mm -hmm. Eleven. We going to... Well, wasn't it? It was our eleventh anniversary, was... but we were we we couldn't do it in twenty twenty. Oh yes, was it was closed, and yeah, then yeah, but it was our. It was, a, yes, correct. So it was our 11th anniversary, but our delayed 10th anniversary celebration trip. Yes. Um, and we thought we're going to Hawaii and yep. we're going to Austin. And Austin's great. Well, yeah, we, we nothing against Austin. Hawaii, yeah. But um, when you're thinking so, Hawaii, Austin doesn't quite <laughs> feel the yeah. same. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a little bit of a downer, but. Uh, like you say, getting there, it's a special group of people and it's not just, um, you know, 
sessions on relationships. They have all kinds of amazing activities to do as well. So, you know, we went horseback riding, we did shooting, we did eights rowing. Uh, we did a whole bunch of great stuff, um, out, you know, as a, as a couple. And so my thinking back to that trip, the, the number one takeaway I had from the first relationship week was kind of a concept which had ripple effects everywhere but it was all the teaching they did on masculine and feminine energy and polarity and that dynamic and there was so much they covered on it but that dynamic of just how it's always at play in a relationship between a couple or in other areas as well but it was just that one was just you know almost shocking to to hear how is that play in the background all the time and not have realized it and i won't try to summarize all of it but when i'm saying masculine feminine energy it's not male female it's that i as a male possess both energies you as a female possess both energies and at different times or in different situations we will shift into one of those energies or away from one of them in a positive or negative way. There's, you know, positive elements to the masculine energy, or there's um, a negative way of, you know, the negative side of masculine energy. And um, just learning how that dynamic plays in a relationship. And it just helped me understand you so much better and how I was, what energy I would be showing up with in certain situations. And the easiest example I can give because we need an example here. I can't just talk theory, but um, you were a, a strength coach in a former career uh, in a <laughs> male-dominated industry. You were dealing with a very masculine environment, a very aggressive, competitive, um, driven kind of atmosphere. And to excel in that environment, you needed to play with your masculine energy and use that to be dominant at times, to be, um, you know, alpha in, in certain situations. And um, so you naturally shift into that energy quite easily and having, you know, been a single mom and having to do it all and run your own business. And so um, that tendency for you, um, when I come up against it, I shift more into sometimes a feminine kind of pleasing type mode of just saying yes and agreeing or um, and things like that. And what was really wild to learn is how that basic dynamic, which actually shows up a lot that, you know, in this room of platinum partners where these are all very high performing driven people, um, both the men and women in the room, that many of the women, um, I'm going to generalize, but overuse masculine energy at times to get what they want and so they they almost play in the masculine a lot and so it rang true for you and how i think about you and the way you've operated and then just seeing how i would respond to it not staying in my masculine but in a healthy masculine energy but just shifting to more of a unhealthy feminine energy of kind of pleasing and and whatnot and just kind of going along for the ride or not speaking up for what i want and just letting you plan things at home or kind of run the show and be in that 
don't use the word dominating, but just um, leading kind of mode. Um, that what it actually was creating for you is, and this was the wild thing that was mind blowing, is that it basically came down to that if a female senses in her male partner that she can dominate or lead that male, that it actually creates this kind of under layer of mistrust. And the driver there is that you think, okay, if I can dominate him or lead him or sway him, then so can another female. And that's a risk and a threat. And it's really primal. And mm -hmm. kind of just understanding how that then naturally has you want to test your partner, your male, your your other half here and, you know, show me that I can trust you and the ways that you might do that, that thing caused tension or something in a relationship just had me seeing how my way of placating or pleasing, just how, don't use the word damaging, but just how, how it creates this weird dynamic that makes the relationship really strained at times where, and it's this loss of polarity that they talk about that, that shift in energies creates a loss in polarity. And when you have polarity, things are fireworks and, and awesome. But when a partner is shifting into an unhealthy um, masculine or feminine energy, then that just goes to the wayside. Yeah. Sorry, long yeah. there, but it was, the, but that whole concept and just how it kept showing up throughout the week and seeing, you know, Oh, and there's that energy shift when there it's happening here. And it's just, it was, mind-blowing yeah and um so the, so that was the first thing i marked down that i was going to say as well and to to those listening we we separately decided what we wanted to share on this we didn't come together and plan we're we're showing up here to share our own nuggets here without uh collaborating ahead of time and that's the first thing that i wrote down as well was the masculine and feminine energies and i would say just because a lot of people who haven't gone into this realm of of learning um i don't want people to think that that one is dominant over the other masculine doesn't mean it's dominating over feminine and and vice versa and whatnot it's 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 that um when you said the what did you say you said the when my masculine would come up and almost be dominating and you go more feminine feminine it's not that it's not that if if i could dominate you it's if the female can manipulate the man mm -hmm. it's it's that it's not necessarily a domination it's that if she can manipulate the man or or bend his will or um then then she feels that some other female may and this is also unconscious mm -hmm. but but one way or another it was just very eye-opening and i i ended up standing up and saying saying i think i'm really operating in the masculine at one point and got coached for several hours unfortunately and fortunately so unfortunately for the I guess the time frame or whatever, unfortunately for the, the, I mean, incredible nuggets and value that I got to have from and, and the rest of the room as well, because when one person gets coached and goes deep with Tony Robbins coaching you, 
everybody learns. There's just no way around everyone not seeing something for themselves or their relationship or, um, so, so yeah, that, that was a big nugget. Um, there are many, many nuggets I got from that coaching and it changes all the time because memory is very, uh, very malleable. And, um, but that masculine and feminine came down to the crux of most things for me needing and having that pattern for so long, even from my childhood, both of my parents encouraging more masculine traits versus more feminine traits. And then that coming up into my career and then coming up into my marriage. And the, the wild part about it is that you were attracted to me as kind of a, a badass go-getter, but also having that feminine side where I'm naturally feminine, but any mm -hmm. of those characteristics and traits were really thwarted, especially in the environments I had been in business and trying to be both mom and dad to my child and, and um, not wanting to show any level of vulnerability or, um, or any of the, the things that people might find attractive in a woman, because then that could put me in a situation of vulnerability or not being especially around the number of men I was around mm -hmm. um so it's just yeah that that for me too was very uh eye-opening the masculine and feminine energies and now in business I educate leaders on this so frequently because there are dynamics at play everywhere in the work environment in people's marriages where these feminine and masculine dynamics if it comes up into an unhealthy masculine, just trying to, um, you know, bull in a China shop or overpower people or, or an unhealthy feminine where it's more manipulative or clingy or needy, those things are showing up in everybody's lives and they're not, they're not serving relationships. They're not serving how we as humans have the potential to show up. Um, so yeah, the second one for me was me being in mostly a masculine energy and I took away from that one, just going, okay, I have to, I started to explore all things feminine, any, uh, doing my hair, doing my nails more doing, and, and not that those are necessarily traits of feminine, but they were, I was exploring with what would, what would I do to feel more feminine? And I started to study other women and normally I just way more comfortable around men. So it, well, I think, it I think a just real a journey. word you might be looking for is that you were just expressing more feminine and that you had intentionally downplayed any of your feminine yes. in the yeah. work environment to, yeah. to just remain in, because you wanted to be taken seriously, to be seen as completely professional and yes. associated, you know, expression with dress or um yes. various things that that you couldn't do that yeah and and i love that you say expressing more feminine because it's 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 there i am very feminine it was mm -hmm. just very thwarted and so yeah. i was not i was not expressing as the wholeness of myself self you are naturally very masculine and and on the flip side likely from your upbringing or different environments there were certain scenarios that were very specific that had you become more feminine that wasn't natural for you 
in certain scenarios. It just was a practice trait that served you at one point. And that's, the, I think, the truth for all of us. Um, any other ones for 2021 that really stood out for you? Well, do you have one? Because I don't want to steal another one of yours, if you... Oh, oh, thank you. And then ladies first, is that the scenario? Are you being a chivalrous gentleman? Well, it's technically ladies second. It's already gone. Well, but yes, ladies yes. first, second time around. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, I, I said the five archetypes. I think that... Oh, okay. uh, so this is... We had a presenter. Her name is Carrie Davidson. And uh, by the time this airs, I think we will have aired an interview with her. So the five archetypes is the book and it's based on um, Eastern practices and beliefs. And it is the five archetypes are simply wood, fire, metal, earth, and water. And they archetype personalities based on these, these traits via a quiz that we all did. And when we did the quiz and you got your results and I got my results, we were both like, uh-huh, holy cow, are you ever this? And turns out mm -hmm. that I'm mostly wood and second metal. And then, and those top two traits really indicate um, certain areas that we're really, really good at and other areas that we might struggle with. And when, when you saw yours and when I saw mine, I, we were both kind of going, oh, that's your metal or that's your yeah. wood or that's your, and then we had this, this bucket or this container or labeling system of being able to understand behavior that wasn't about making the other person wrong at all, but just more understanding them from a space of this is what they have as some very prominent traits. And instead of being picky at, at how somebody does something, you're, you as my partner, I could then see that, oh, this is his metal showing up in this situation where I tend to have less metal in this situation or this context and he has more. So I can, I can, we can make a joke about it. I can embrace it. And it's less friction between the two of us. And there's more understanding and grace between the two of us. So those five archetypes I found very helpful. And I think they're, um, I think they're a great tool for anyone to use, even workplace couples, you name it. Yeah. The, to help make it land a little bit, wood for you is your dominant trait. And wood is basically, in a nutshell, get shit done. Go, go, go. <laughs> next, next, next. What's up? You can't this happen fast enough. Constant moving. Yeah, it can't yeah. happen fast enough. And my most dominant is metal, which is almost... Perfectionist. It could be like anal retention. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, but it's kind of order and... um a little bit of logic and just deliberation and yeah beauty and, aesthetics and, but, specificity but i definitely err to that needing order and just um it's it's a little bit slower but perfectionistic which you know if you do too much of it it's a bad thing but um yeah so when and that can just create some frictions in a relationship if one partner's go 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 let's get this done the other one wants things a certain way or um, is more, you know, grounded in earth with water and, you know, um, it's just understanding those ways of being of your partner and where that might cause a, an issue. Um, it just helps you understand. So well, yeah, the, it was really cool. 
the bizarre thing for you and me, I think, well, not bizarre, but very interesting and helped me understand us better is that your number one and two are metal and wood. My number one and two are wood and metal. So when I thought we you were clash, wood and fire. pardon me, yours Aren't is you wood wood and and metal. fire? Sorry? You. I thought No, yours I'm, was wood and fire. I'm wood, I'm wood and metal number two. Oh, And, but, but the thing is, is that what it allows is that when we clash, we really clash because there's going to be a wood coming up against metal. So it's your, if, if your wood is dominant in a certain area, then I'm, and I'm metal, then we're, we're not seeing eye to eye at all in a specific context. But the beauty of it is that because it's, we have the same number one and two, they're just they're just flipped in order is that I really understand when you're in wood or I really understand Yeah. Yeah. when you're in metal because I have Yeah. that Been there. too. Those Yeah. are my top two as well. And so when that's the case, it's um, if we can get out of our own needs in the moment, then we can really empathize with the other person because we understand it so greatly. So those were really interesting to me. How about you? Nice. Well, the other one I had for the 2021 trip were the three U's and three C's. Oh, And those are good. I thought these were just awesome because they're simple. Something that's simple to understand uh, is always a good thing. And the three U's are the three things that you don't ever want to be doing that will have your partner, your woman feeling the first U unseen. the second you not understood and the third you unsafe. Uh, so if I'm making you feel unheard, not understood, unsafe, Big not, red flags not for doing the woman. anything positive for the relationship Big at red that point. flags Yeah. for the woman. Any woman. Yeah. Any woman. Yeah. And the, you know, that could be summarized in making you feel minimized or, you know, disregarded or not taking, Yeah, and they're so they're easy to remember for the most part. Same letter, same just three of them. And honestly, I can't 
it doesn't matter how masculine a woman is or feminine a man is or vice versa because it's just energies in everyone I can't think of people that it doesn't apply to it just it really it really tends to resonate for most couples um I love those yes those are great ones the, the last thing I had for 21 uh was the thing you already pointed to and it was it, it was testing the man for trust so mm. um so I'm just going to give an example without going further deep more deeply into this let's say you and I have an argument um, not that I would ever do this, <laughs> but you and I have an argument. We seem to be, you open up and become very vulnerable in a certain space and you feel like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. You're now not closing off to the relationship and creating more trust. And in that moment, the woman may then come in with a, well, remember the time that you blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, as Tony puts it right in that moment where you finally been vulnerable, you have a little bit of a breakthrough as a couple. She kicks you in the nuts again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just... Yeah. And so I, I thought, and this was, this is the thing. This is the test is the test. Can you hold your own? And yes. this is that, you know, in the moment, especially if a couple is arguing, then it's this kind of, okay, now we're getting to a safer space. And then typically she, sometimes he, but typically she will then test and go, oh yeah, you, you're going to hold your own and be all, all conscious and aware and logical and supportive in this moment. Well, what if I say or do this? Are you still yeah. going to, are you still going to be in your best right now? And so it's, it's typically, it's not done to, you know, no one's wanting to hurt their partner. I mean, well, maybe they are in the moment, maybe they feel that way. They're in an emotional storm. However, this happens so frequently, even when we look back and go, why would I do that? And it's a very primal thing where women especially will tend to do that little that little, you know, final dig, that final comment, that final nudge, that final yeah. push in in order to test, yeah, well, are you really going to stay this way? Are you really going to hold your own? Can I trust what you say? Can I trust that you're going to do this? Can I trust you? Yeah. So that was very interesting for me to realize some of the some of the these deeper workings that we're not really aware of. Um, so there Can I just that add one. something to that? Um, yeah. Remind me of. I didn't write this one down, but they had at both trips four ways to attract a man or a woman, and then four ways to keep a man or a woman. And the number one way for a man to keep a woman is that unshakable presence. Mm -hmm. So it's exactly what you're just talking about is passing those tests of no matter what she throws at you to test do you love me you just are there you're present and you're like bring it on you can say whatever you want i love you i'm not going anywhere and mm -hmm. and just you know literally giving her your presence is the most powerful the number one way to keep if you are always that then your woman will have that deep trust that primal trust box check and it's mm -hmm. a huge one and and tony would uh joke about this in in saying 
but I am present, you know, like, you know, yelling yeah. at her. And, and then he's like, but what she really wants is uh, not just the connection. I'm connected with you right now. You could be connected with someone screaming in their face, but it's connected and calm mm -hmm. to really have that presence for yeah, the, the unshakable part, just the steady. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there. Fabulous. Are you ready to move on to 2023? Yeah. Let's go. Um, do you want to go? Or do you want me to yeah, go? Yeah, I'll go. With, I'll go with my second one for 2023 because it ties into what we we're just talking about. Awesome. Uh, in those moments, this is just a, a real simple one, but such a a big one for guys that we need to have awareness around is in those moments when you're coming to me with something. I need to be screaming to myself on the inside. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. <laughs> Just listen and listen with empathy. That is what you're looking for when you're bringing something up. And as guys, part of the masculine energy and that thing is just, a, you know, a, a doing, a fixing, being that. And, you know, I imagine most of the guys listening to this, when someone comes to you with any kind of a problem, your instinct for sure is to start solutioning. And well, yeah. have you tried that? And that's not what you're looking for. You're looking to be heard and just understood. And for me to understand your experience. And I could say, you know, are you interested in some solutions? Like I could bring up, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you want to go take the conversation that way? But yeah, yeah. It's the wrong thing to do to just start spewing out, well, why don't you do this? You should yeah. do this. This will fix it. Um, yeah. And uh, there's that amazing video that I know you've shared before with clients and nail um, in the head. <laughs> nail in the head. Yeah. Just Google that and watch that video. It so sums good. up that idea so well but yeah I'd, I'd written down don't fix it listen with empathy so good and and honestly because I was so masculine for so long I I then started to understand that I was doing that in so many relationships doing the fixing and and uh yeah total totally agree there and I can't tell you how many most of my clients are men and how many men I end up saying that same thing to just just let her get it all out. Wait till the balloon is out of air. Like just let it get all out and then nod and be there and support and then ask gently, just like you and said. That, but that presence, like you're talking about, yes. just be there, be present, be empathetic. Yes. Yeah. So good. Um, there's this, this is a general thing and I'm not going to be able to explain the whole thing, but it's the relationship life cycle and it's broken up into seasons of spring, summer, fall, mm. winter, and, and then there are a whole, a whole description of what occurs in these seasons of a relationship and really allows couples to identify, well, where are you in your season? And, and what I looked at when we looked at that, I noticed that it was like, we, we weren't necessarily exactly in the same season to me. I might've been in a certain part of the season. And then for you, you might've been a little bit of a different part and that could create some of our, some of our conflict or some of our issues. If we're not either on the same page or working towards the same things, then we're, 
you know, then I have to back up or you have to go forward. So we're actually together in the same season of our, our relationships and its energy. So that was an interesting part for me in the last. I think another way to summarize it for listeners is just, it's almost a roadmap of a relationship of, you know, here's what various stages would look like or key events or things that you may go through as a couple and um well there, there was yeah, a there's a specific roadmap there's a specific roadmap as well there's a whole different thing that's a roadmap but this one was the four seasons but there is a roadmap as well in that in that uh mm -hmm. that he taught in that session but it was this was a, a separate one Yes, we were at the same event, everyone. Yeah. It's just that this is what happens with humans is that we have different experiences of it <laughs> completely. Yeah. Yeah. So that that one for me, but I, I don't know. Um I thought it was interesting, but it's the kind of thing that I could see another I could see a time or two again in order to learn more from it. And that's the other part about these two relationship trips is that some of the some of the teachings are the same. And the yeah. second time going through them, I would get so more, more out of it because it was like, oh, the first time I had to just familiarize with it or just understand the concept. And then the second time I understood the concept, but now I could actually see it in, in our context or my own life or things like that. So, um, okay, we're going to, we're on the last couple here. We want to wrap up here shortly. What do you got? Yeah, my other big one to the point you just made was uh, at both events, they did a session on kind of the journey of a man. They also did that for women as well. And with the journey of the man, they use kind of a medieval metaphor of the various stages that a man will go through with the primary reason, I think, of, of teaching it to be examining the phase that and kind of everyday lingo would be just called the midlife crisis, but which Tony tunnel. calls the tunnel. And uh, to quickly summarize this, you know, you start out as a young man, as a page, and you're just out there playing and getting to know the world. And then you graduate to being a knight and there's different kinds of knights. You can be, you know, if you, you can be very driven and focused, you can be more of a, a playboy who's just into partying and, and that kind of a, a night you know there's a couple of different ways to spend your nights uh pun intended and then graduating to a prince and you know there's several kinds of princes people some people are just happy to be a prince but again there's some people who are certain super driven and want to make it to what the end of the the stages are is to become a king but in between uh, transforming from prince to king there's a period they call the tunnel which is somewhat like the midlife crisis, but it's you You reach a point where when you're looking in the mirror, you are thinking about your age, you're looking at yourself, and you're just, the, the primary thought that is there is that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I should be at okay. X by now, and mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm, I've fallen short. I've failed. I'm not making it. Everything is a grind. Um, for a lot of people, this is um, a very challenging period where they're trying to grow a business and haven't made it to success. They, you know, there might be in a challenging part of their relationship and haven't figured it all yet. 
out yet how to please their queen, how to show up consistently as a king with that unshakable presence. That so there's it's this period of turmoil, of struggle and constant challenge that some people just don't get through. They don't um, reach the other side. And it's a really powerful session, again, with this type of group, because there are so many people who are so driven and looking for huge results. And to get there is a battle. And the kind of the biggest things that I took from it, hearing it the second time, the first time it was kind of interesting and that was in the night that you got coached. So that kind of shook all of that up uh, in round one. But in round two, that what I took from it is, you know, there is this phase, but to get out of the the negatives of it, the the demoralizing aspects of it, it's really the just the mindset, mindset shift and kind of uh, getting to a place of just acceptance of... Um, that life is problems and that they'll always be there and to just really be grateful for what you've learned and what you've come through and recognize it to be where you're at. And the one line that I, I noted, I looked this up yesterday just to define it, but it's that, you know, the shift of the mindset of I'm not being punished, I'm being polished. And that that the process is so important that the process is everything that so good. that just really stuck with me that it's um, it gets you out of that almost, I, I love you call this, but the poor me itis. Yeah. <laughs> of, I've got all these stresses at work, you know, it's this yeah blah, 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 struggle Victim. issue. Yeah. yeah form, but it's yeah. like, no, that's life. That will always be life. <laughs> Another thing they said, you know, if you don't have any problems, you have a problem you're dead you're not alive yeah. because life is problems but um yeah so it's just a really powerful session of just kind of letting go of all of the the stories that are attached with this phase and letting go of the external markers and just celebrating the process and what you have and the relationship that you do have and the risk that you are taking and your commitment to to bigger things that those are the traits of the king already and that you you are there when you can make that mindset shift to just own it as opposed to, you know, well, I can't think of that. What's the saying, you know, um, it's, it's, life it's, happening um, for me instead of life happening to me. That, yes. And, you know, and that, the the resistance creates persistence. So yeah, exactly. What's around you, you're literally fighting reality. Yeah, so that was a super powerful um, session. It was, gosh, that that specific kind of whole process was a good three hours or more. So that one, I think, was my biggest takeaway for and, sure in the 2023 round. And so powerful for you at the time, just in what you experienced and the breakthroughs you had and what you were able to release. It's really powerful. And and on the flip side, I'm I'm not going to go deeper into it, but it was the it was the archetypes for the female as well, and a little different than the the male, where there's lover, maiden, huntress, mother, uh, sage, queen, mystic. Um, so just understanding how how dynamic, how many 
layers, how many options that we as women can tap into and what men are experiencing. And, um, and then there's, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up here because we, we could go on and on yeah, we could do for another sure. session on this for sure. But what I, what I do want to point to as well, that, you know, there's that polarity, there's the sexual dynamic, there's the understanding ourselves on that, on that um, masculine and feminine energy and how to how to go into some of the topics that we may never have learned about and those are some of the 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 sensual the sexual the energetic things like that that jaya would bring to us i didn't even have that written down but i think it's important to mention because mm -hmm. it was so um it, it basically get, once you get a lot of the stuff out of the way then you can focus on what we really want, which is more love, more connection, more, more intimacy. And that can be in the bedroom or not in the bedroom. And, and one, one last thing from, from my end here that I think is so important for people. And it really, I got into it much deeper on the second relationship trip and it's the attachment styles. And the majority of yeah. us are not, securely attached and it stems from our our babyhood it's basically this could be the generational trauma that we have adopted or been um, subjected to in our childhood and then unknowingly go into the world with an insecure attachment which could be avoidant it could be anxious it could be traumatic and then that these old nervous system patterns that we don't even remember but we were that were really taught into us unintentionally uh, or sometimes intentionally, but these attachment styles tend to become very dysfunctional and tend to work against what we really want in our workspaces, in our relationship spaces, in our parenting spaces. So when you can understand them and see why we're doing what we're doing and have some compassion for our young selves, then we can understand that, wait a second, okay, this is how do we go towards what would be called a healing uh, love style or a secure attachment style. And that um, that was very powerful for me on that last one as well, That's that second relationship trip. So do you have any other last thoughts on our relationship trips? I mean, we could we could go on and know. on. These are so powerful. I would say just the overall biggest takeaway that I come away from the trip, either one, is that if I want the relationship that I want, the relationship of my dreams, it really starts and ends with me. It's it's yeah. not about you at all. It's about me making sure I'm serving my needs and then allowing myself to show up and just serve you my love of my life every day and just um doing that will create the relationship i want ha expecting something from you will never happen trying to change a partner obviously will never happen it's just showing up and loving on them and looking to serve but at the same time being true to myself and being the best me fuels that so it, that that's you know the most important part we can talk about all these different concepts and things but it's it's just it's that you know yeah. that's the biggest takeaway
Yeah, I love that. All of these concepts, all of these learnings are simply to fulfill one thing. And that is, that is the love for ourselves and those that we care about. It's just all about love and for, and really making, making a scenario of caring for ourselves and, and meeting the other person's needs in such a way that they become a raving fan simply because you keep showing up in a way that serves the other person. Because ultimately, Mm -hmm. the quality of our relationships creates the quality of our lives. And thank you for being my relationship and in my life and creating such quality for me. So love you, honey. Love you. Mwah. So we will wrap it up with that. And we hope this serves you in your relationships. And even some of the nuggets can serve you in in not just intimate relationships, but family relationships, work relationships, because it, any of these concepts will affect all of your relationships. And as my daughter likes to say to me, I'd love to say to all of you, which is you've got this, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing today, whatever you are going for, you've got this. If you enjoy listening to the Empowered Team podcast, you'll love being on the Empowered Team. The Empowered Team is our group coaching and accountability program where we provide the tools, skills, and community for you to grow your self-mastery as a leader and optimize your results alongside other leaders. The Empowered Team runs year-round. To learn more about our leadership consulting for business and our empowered team group coaching, head to www.theempowered.ca slash empowered-learn-more. That's www.theempowered.ca slash empowered-learn-more. We can't wait for you to join us. Let's go.